Hey friend, get ready to listen in on some long-form conversations and authentic stories with people who have decided to turn their mess into their mission and their past into their purpose. We'll talk on topics like faith, family, and entrepreneurship. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Brittany Jones and welcome to another episode of the All My Favorite People podcast. With me today, I have Michael Vetrano. Hey Michael, how are you today? Amazingly well. I just started taking my GC math last night. I am pumped up. Okay, we're going to have to talk about that because I don't know what that is. <laughs> is that a plug? No, it wasn't. But anyway. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad to have you. Uh, Michael and I actually just met recently um, at an event that the Florida Freedom Keepers put on recently. And um, I had my friend Marcy, who I'm hoping is listening. This is your shout out, Marcy. Um, had her come and grab me and say, you need to talk to Michael. You need to have him on the podcast. So Thanks, Marcy, because here we are. We're doing it. Yeah, she's a networker. Yeah, putting people together. I love that. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, Michael. This is kind of how we do it here. Just jump right in. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to jump into the Awakened Law and what that series is all about. Okay. Got four or five hours. <laughs> um, who am I? Well, I am a... I am a a soul on a, on a, in a, in a human journey here. You know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've most recently become very, very well aware of, of dimensional experiences, right? So I'm aware that I am uh, a human in a multidimensional experience here. And, and what we're going through right now is a, is a multidimensional shift in, in, in humanity. So, um, and I just started off that way, didn't I? <laughs> well, that's I mean, a, that's good. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a method to it. So, so my life journey, I've always had this awareness that <clears throat> something wasn't right in the world. Uh, I was born in, in Catholicism, and I, I sat in church, and it was hollow to me, and never there was no connection for me. And uh, I just told my mom, "I love you." When I turn 18, I'm out. In regards to the church, she says that's your choice. Um, and uh, I, you know, I've kind of hit the road on my spiritual journey from that point on. And you know. Fast forwarding many, 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 many years later, as I as I developed through my life, um, I had a lot of experiences that brought me into the awareness that there was a grand inequity happening. So I would I would read a book, I'd meet some people, and folks would come into my experience, and they would drop nuggets. I'm like, wow, why is all this information coming to me? And then I dove headlong. I, I was a professional musician for a while, which was a great experience in my early early twenties. Um, and then I had a child and it kind of moved me into the direction of entrepreneurship. Um, so as I'm getting these fabulous nuggets dropped from these amazing people, uh, you know, sharing things like Williams Cooper, behold the pale horse. You know, if you haven't heard that or read that, I suggest it. Um, and there's some things in there that probably need to be refined, even though that dear brother has gone. There's some refining since he's passed. Some of that information has been more refined. Anyway, that's the kind of stuff that I was exposed to back in the early 90s. And then I had a daughter and I got into entrepreneurship as more of this information is coming in. And that led me into this whole life of how to be, um, it taught me how to be um, independent. And it taught me um, self-reliance. And, it, and that, those were key things that, that have been taken out of our society. You know, we're, we're so indoctrinated into ignorance. We're, we, we're indoctrinated in, in, into, power, in, into powerlessness, right? We're, we're born, given our power away to everything, 
And, and we, and if we don't find our way back, then we get sucked into the lost soul of, of our fate. Right. Mm. So I woke up from my fate and I move now through life with awareness. So now I'm moving into my destiny. I'm moving, you know, so the difference between fate and destiny is whether you're awake or not. Mm. So I woke up and I started moving my life that way. And the more I evolved in that way, the more this information started unfolding. Um, so, and so after this, the, the, what I call the big push of the cabal, the deep state, the elites, the ones that are, are trying to harness complete and utter control of humanity. Um, that's what's going on with COVID there there it's the big push to try to harness <clears throat> harness humanity so once that came about all of these people across the world hundreds of millions billions of people are starting to find each other coming out of the woodworks finally not being afraid to say now i know why i've been exposed to this stuff all of my life i get it it's finally clear so the way that i see it humanity is evolving right there's just an energy shift that's been happening and it's all the all the sages and all the spiritualists and all the ayahuasquitos and everyone have been talking about this for the past 20 years. And here we are. We've reached this point where the, the energy of humanity, the consciousness of humanity is starting to evolve. The vibration, the frequency is evolving, right? And mm. when we shift dimensional perspective, when our frequency shifts, our dimensional perspective shifts, and we are seeing the deception more clearly. Because they're doing the same shit now that they were 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. The difference is humanity can see it in a way they couldn't see it before. Yeah. So that's a dimensional frequency shift. So I don't know if that describes who I am, but <laughs> there you go. I think it kind of does. <laughs> so um, The Pale Horse, what other books have you, would you say, I know you probably list a hundred, but... Um, I'm a, I'm an avid reader. I love audible actually, because that's how me as a busy working mom gets to still read books. But, um, there've been some in my past couple of years that have really resonated with me and brought a lot of these same ideas to light. One of them for me, and I don't know how you feel about him, um, is Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life. Um, I loved his book. And then he has a follow-up called beyond order. That was excellent, but just kind of to your point talks a lot about really these like ancient systems that are really built into us, you know, literally in our DNA <laughs> and how, um, like you said, like there have always been these kind of over forces who have attempted to kind of make humanity as they like it. <laughs> right. Um, using some of these just ancient, the way that we were built. Um, and so what other books do you have for our people who might be listening or something that's just been a big uh, kind of a turning point for you? Wow. Um, oh my gosh. I, you know, that's honestly a challenging question for me. I have a vast library and I've been collecting books for many years because I've been aware of the, you know, my spirit has said collect books because the digital age will manipulate information and it's going to be good to have this for re-educating our children mm. and and even what's interesting is even in some of the books that i have i have more than one edition because the first edition is different than the fifth edition and if you can take the time to go through them you notice that certain editions they start manipulating the information right mm. so i have some of those on purpose as well so i can show people if you don't believe they manipulate data just take the time to go through this. Of course, we know it's up with the digital age. It's un it's unbelievable what they're doing. 
So, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to skirt around. It's so vast. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like, I mean, Beyond the Pale Horse is, is probably one of the pinnacle books that I read that just kind of cracked me open. And, and I became aware or, or the feeling I was having was finally put the words through his writing, but William Cooper's writing and what I call the grand inequity. That's what I called it back then. I became aware of the grand inequity through words. It was no longer a feeling. It became more intellectualized. Yeah. Um, and I, I became really angry. Interesting. Interestingly enough. And I, I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to fight it. Right. I want to fight it. Yeah. But that's what they want. They want you to be angry and confused. And they want you to come at them in this way because you're never going to win that battle with them this way. Right. You need to win it with your heart. So I had to put that down. I went on that journey for three or four years of anger and I had to put that down. And uh, years later, what came to me, which is not my language now, but what came to me was combat it with love. And of course, I don't use the word combat in my, really in my lexicon anymore, but, th but that's what came to me. And then my spiritual journey began and I really started leading my life um, through my heart, through intelligence instead of intellect. Mm, I love that. Well, and I can tell right off the bat, Michael, that um, I'm a believer. And so like a lot of what you're saying, I take and I hear, you know, lead with your heart and, and combat it with love. And those are still very um, biblical, uh, you know, concepts. And so I love that what's so beautiful, I think about this movement of medical freedom and just freedom in general is that no matter where you are on the political spectrum, no matter where you are on even the religious spectrum, um, freedom is freedom. <laughs> and that is given to us by a power that is so much greater than the government. And we can agree on, on some of these really um, powerful and, and important things without necessarily having to agree on all the other things surrounding it. Have you yeah. found that in this community as well? Oh, 100%. It's been beautiful just in the past couple of years. The people that I, I have been, like as my immediate soul family, um, are not the ones that are really leading this charge. It's this whole other group of people that I, that I normally hadn't really related with that much. And it's kind of opened up. And, and, and I'm delighted at the new, the new family of people that are coming in, into my world. Um, so there's... There's so many different ways that we interpret our experiences, right? And I love the um, the like the Christian community has its particular way of of communicating what's what God looks like to them and what Jesus experiences for them. And and I have the same experience, and I language it different. I, I language it differently because, and I was born in Catholicism. Yeah. And then I language it as in Christ consciousness and and Source God source instead of it just being God or Jesus, right? That they're a little bit different for me. Um, I don't know if that answered your question or not. I might have <laughs> No, that's good. That's good. Well, uh, let's jump into this conversation about the awakened law, because, you know, I think we just spoke a little bit to just kind of this awakening that's happening, not only within you and me personally over the years, but mm -hmm. just across the world, really right now, unlike anything we've ever seen. Um, so where does the awakening law fit into that? And what is this seminar series that you're bringing, um, really all over the country, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're doing a tour across the country. Um, so the awakened, the awakened law series, uh, stepping into your divine jurisdiction, it started formulating about a, about a year ago. 
Um, Robert Michael and I met about a year and a half ago. We met through a common friend and we were talking about the use of gold um, as a real estate asset. And that's how we first met. And he was talking about what he's bring into the seminars. He was in like, he's in that super deep side of it. And I wasn't quite ready for it. I'm, I'm aware of all that. I just wasn't there. I was just talking about gold and trying to bring that to the market in a, in a different way where an intrinsic value. Right. Um, and then fast forward the, the um, we, I, I became the, the president, one of the founding members and the president, and the moderator of what's called the Nevada County assembly. So it's just that thousands of people in the in the county in Northern California would get together and we'd talk about, oh, what's going on here? And then all the solutions. How do we get rid of our board of supervisors? How do we re remove these unconstitutional, unlawful peeps, right? And we were offering constitutional classes and all these ways to, to educate us and bring us back into knowledge. And one of the things that started coming up was private membership associations. I'm like, God, what is that thing? Not unincorporated associations. For ones that are not familiar with it, just Google unincorporated associations and start diving into that. Just our first right um, a, a amendment, if you will, um, to be uh, to to assemble freedom of speech. It's all in our in our in, in the in the first right. Mm -hmm. And so. So that's what we started practicing with our assembly is our ability to get together when they were trying to shut. So this is in California mm. and they're trying to shut everything down. They closed all the businesses. They were, were like, nah, nah, we got together and nobody ever said a word to us. And we realized there's more bark than there is bite. Mm. Um, so anyway, that was that was a super deep journey. So we started looking into developing private membership associations and trusts and 50C1A. So that's where my years of entrepreneurship, because I went from playing music to having a child to getting into entrepreneurship. Fast forward many years later, I can take that massive capacity to be an entrepreneur takes an, it takes a lot of of the like capacitating into a lot of, of, of dealing with a lot of things. And I was a contractor, okay. you know, building homes. And so that's a whole nother level of wow, you got to capacitate to a lot. You got to yeah. have a lot of mind. So now I can take that genius development that has happened, you know, because that's just an expression of one of my geniuses is, is to be able to capacitate to that. So I took my entrepreneurship and I applied it to a new form of how we navigate business, which means we take it out of the public and we bring it into the private. We're realizing, oh, of course, the whole system is structured in contracts. The actual... United States government, the United States is a corporation. And most of us think, oh, wait a minute, but I thought it was the constitutional republic. Well, it's under there, but they overlaid it, you know, hundred and about hundred and some odd years ago, I forget the date, 1887 or something. They overlaid the constitution with a, with a corporate structure. Yes. Robert Michael unpacks this brilliantly. I'm okay. probably not doing this justice, but the, the basic premise here is that our system works off of contract codes and statutes and if and if you really think about it everything we do in life is all based on a contract we have a contract and we contract in ways we're not aware yeah. massively and it yeah. takes a while to unpack all the contracts we're in but this gets simple here we're contracted with our birth certificate and our social security right hard mm -hmm. yeah. we're contracted with a driver's license we're contracted when we go to vote we sign contracts when we're dealing with the IRS. We just give every, we give our permission away to everything. We don't even realize what we're signing. Mm -hmm. So that embeds us into their system and that's how they're able to control us. Mm. So 
yeah. So I'd love to read an excerpt. Speaking yes. of, I'd love to read an excerpt from a book that I am reading right now. Okay. Called Fruit from a Poisonous Tree um, by Melvin Stamper. Okay. Super good book. Do you mind if I read an excerpt? No, I don't mind at all. Please go it, right it'll ahead. It'll help create context. So it, it'll help create context of the um of the engineers of this so this was written by woodrow wilson okay in his private papers and woodrow wilson was the president between 1913 and 1921 and if any of you are aware the federal reserve was instituted in 1913 okay so the guy he was talking to at the time was edward mandel house uh he was the one that he's an agent of uh, the rothschild banking cartel and he was working his way through all the different hierarchies of the United States government at the time to institute the Federal Reserve. Okay. Okay, so this was an excerpt from uh Woodrow Wilson's papers, private papers that he wrote. It says very soon every American will be required to register their biological property in a national system designed to keep track of the people and that will operate under the ancient system of pledging. By such methodology, we can compel people to submit to our agenda, which will affect our security as a charge back for our fiat paper currency. Every American will be forced to register or suffer not being able to work and earn a living. Sound familiar? They will be our chattel, and we will hold the security interest over them forever by operation of the law merchant under the scheme of secured transactions. Americans by unknowingly or unwittingly delivering the bills of laden to us will be rendered bankrupt and insolvent, forever to remain economic slaves through taxation secured by their pledges. They will be shipped, <clears throat> excuse me, they will be stripped of their rights and given a commercial value designed to make us a profit and they will be none the wiser. For not one man in a million could ever figure out this plan, and if by accident one or two figured out, we have in our arsenal plausible deniability. Mm. After all, this is the only logical way to fund government. By floating liens and debt to the registrants in the form of benefits and privileges. The registrants. This will in, um, inevitably <clears throat> reap us huge profits beyond our wildest expectations and leave every American a contributor to the fraud which we will call social insurance without realizing that every American will issue us for any loss we occur. And in this manner, every American will unknowingly be our servant, however begrudgingly. Mm -hmm. The people will become helpless and without any hope for the redemption. And we will employ the high office of president of our dummy corporation to ferment the plot against America. How charming. Mm. What year was that? 1913, somewhere between 1913 and 1921. That's crazy. I've, okay, so I've heard all of this to some degree or another, but I've never heard yeah. it from like secret papers that you're, you know, willfully setting this plan in motion. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, everything that they do, they have out in public. That's kind of part of their creed. They have to publicly open everything up. And you can even go, there's so many indications of this. Everything, even Event 201 that took place in 2019, three months before they released COVID into the marketing world. They, are you familiar with Event 201? Have you heard I've of that? I've heard of it, yes. 
Yeah, it was an event that was funded by by Bill and Melinda Gates, um, the World Economic Forum, uh, and um, John Hopkins University. Hmm. And basically, what they did is they got all the big wigs together and they said, "We're going to simulate a uh, and a big event all over the world, and it's going to be a COVID. It's going to be a a COVID event, and it's going to be in China, and it's going to be there's going to be." Um, some COVID event that takes place in the Chinese market, and these are all the things that are going to happen, and this is how we're going to control everything. We're going to we're going to control social media. We're going to get all the world to move into a lockstep. I mean, they just lay the whole. Pl- it's it's laid out everywhere. Yeah, most people are such in cognitive dissonance that they just can't believe that an evil is so apparent because you and I aren't evil. We don't think that could possibly exist, but it right. is. It is real. It is happening. And they let us know about it all the damn time. We just don't want to hear it. Yeah. I haven't really gone super deep down the rabbit trail on social security cards and how those and birth certificates, although I do know um, that those are essentially like ownership papers, right? Like to a degree. And I think that's basically what you were saying there in that passage. Um, It's definitely rocks your world when you learn these things for the first time. And it is challenging to challenge your own beliefs and go down those roads and really do a deep dive into what the ramifications are (laughs) for this, for all of us. Um, But they're massive. And uh, I think that's what you guys kind of end up unpacking in these seminars. And you said um, Robert Michael is the one. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Because he's actually the one that you said kind of does a lot of the the nitty gritty of these issues. Well, he's going to be a better person to explain who he is, but how I see him, um, I met him through somebody that I have a very, very deep trust and love for. Um, somebody who definitely leads, leads her life through her heart. And she introduced us, like I said, about a year and a half ago. Excuse me. And <laughs> once Robert and I connected on the subject, we instantly bonded as brothers. And what I see in him and what's most important to me is that I see how he speaks through his heart. He he is doing God's work is the way that I see it. And he speaks through he speaks divine intelligence because he does speak through his heart. So his heart first, mind second. And when you marry those together, you're speaking through you're speaking with intelligence and getting out of the intellect. And I think that's part of like Satan's work, if you will, that he's done a masterful job at at getting us out of our heart and our body and getting us into our mind. Because when you get into the intellect, it's easy to manipulate you. Mm. You're easily manipulated in intellect, but you're not easily manipulated when you're in your heart. And Robert walks that way and you feel it, you see it. It's so exquisite when when you're in his presence and you see what he expresses. He does express that divine intelligence. So he's a dear brother. He's a great soul. And I love what he's doing. And the thing that I'm as tracking, you know, in the sovereign community movement, right, which has been out there for a long time. The thing that's different with Robert than all the other cats that I was tracking is, for one, this is the first time, like the way that I lead my life now, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So I'm a total hell yes with the, the practice and the methodology and how Robert expresses himself, for one. Um, he, he understands that you have to know yourself first. 
because people in this movement have all been about paper, paper, paper. Show me the paper. Show me the way. Give me the documents. Let me file this, file that. I'm like, wow. If you don't know who you are, these papers are useless to you mm. because it's all based on contracts. You have been duped out of who you are. You have been lied to. The, your God consciousness has been ripped away from you, and you've been indoctrinated into thinking everything's in the intellect. So you got to file all these papers, this, that, and the other. But you know what? If you don't know you're from God, if you don't know that you can still dig your feet into Pachumama, Mother Earth, you these pa this paperwork will do nothing for you. Mm. So you have to get back to who you are as a divine emissary. Until you do that, you're, these paper these papers will do you no service. Mm. That's an important foundation to get. So he talks about that. Let's get into spirituality as law. And that mm. is just knowing who you are again. I love it. And then all, all the other stuff will make more sense because the first thing you have to realize, right, is you're under contract. Everything is a series of contracts and you're bound to all these contracts. And that's how they win these battles against you all the time because it's, it's intellectual contract law that they have you bound by. And when you move away from that, when you realize that you can sort of eliminate that contract in an empowering fashion, then you're starting to regain who you are again. Like, ah. And then when you get that, they can't bully you anymore. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with paperwork. It has to do with knowing who you are. I love it. That's been my journey for the last like three years for sure is this, I just had this overwhelming sense of like, I mean, I've been raised in church, grew up Christian, all of that. And I still I felt like I lacked a depth of understanding mm -hmm. and really just went seeking it. And, you know, I was able to find a lot of those answers. I, I turned to Torah and learned a lot about just like Judaism and really the, the history and the culture of Christianity and, and really tried to learn history. Like that was a big piece that I could have cared less about in school. I was a terrible student. Um, but my eyes were opened and then that spark kind of cr was created to like, I want to understand why, where, where is this like, unrest coming from and what are kind of the solutions to be able to fill that um and obviously for me it was always been god but i needed to i needed to know why and i needed to know how and i needed to really know like the nitty gritty details um to make it my own versus just this pretty idea that you know that i was given as a as a child and so right. Right. um it's been Innocently. a huge yeah, a huge part of my journey. And so I think to me, when I hear you talking about um, Robert is he has a mission, it sounds like to free people, really to free them from these, this thing they don't even know that they're bound to. Mm -hmm. um, and so he talked about and I kind of looked through the website and everything a little bit, but he talks about one of the things he mentioned private membership association, um, and spirituality as law, but also just you know, I noticed on there, it said history of laws and how rulers became rulers, which I think is, again, so important. Like we need to know how this all happened yeah. um, and how to make your, the IRS, my ally, which that one totally like popped up, like, yes, please tell me, because that's something we all have to deal with, you know, on a regular basis. So as he goes through and unpacks these things, um, are there, there are some like tangible pieces, like you said, the paperwork and things like that. Um, what, what should somebody expect going to a seminar and what are they going to kind of walk away with the knowledge of the all my favorite people podcast is proudly sponsored by peace, love t-shirts, go to peace, love t-shirt.com 
to see the entire All My Favorite People collection of shirts, hats, and bags. While you're there, check out the other collections from our collaborators like Healing and Hope, The Controversy, and Ink Happy. Go to peacelovetshirt.com and use code FAVORITE for $5 off your first order. Okay, I'll do my best to try to, to fill in those blanks a little bit. Okay, so for starters, part of this movement that's going on across the country right now with this grand awakening is people are starting to realize that something great is wrong. And they're starting to realize that that they're they're realizing the contractual part of things. So words getting out, people are starting to believe finally, like, oh wow, we are really now that you now that you see this, oh wow, I see that there's a whole bunch of contracts we're under. So what's happening is you've got a public and the private. And part of what Robert is great at unpacking is the distinction between what is public and what is private. And why do we even need a distinction, right? What? Right. what? The public and private? So most people think when they hear public and private, they think public means, oh, it's the government. Oh, and private is like a corporation, an LLC, an S-corp, a C-corp. Nope. Those are all the same things. Those are two corporations talking to each other. So the way that they devise the system, when I, based on what I was reading to you from, from House, um, is that they lock uh, they lock us into to communicating through 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 contracts because a corporation can't tell a living soul what to do, but a corporation can tell another person uh, another corporation what to do, right? Mm. So since the system is set up as contract uh, corporate contracts, they have to make the living soul a contract as well. So that's what the Social Security and the the uh, birth certificate do. It moves us into what they call the straw man. And our straw man is our corporate selves. It's the fictional self that the system can communicate with and navigate and control. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It does. So when you understand, so that's the first thing you need to understand that exists. And Robert unpacks the history of how we got to this point. And then he talks about the remedy. Well, I call it the remedy. He doesn't call it the remedy. So the remedy is these the engineers of this created a remedy for us because it's their social insurance it's their plausible deniability and what i mean by that is it's obviously a fraud what they're doing it's a deception yes it is a fraud but because it has a a way out then they have plausible deniability that it's a fraud is that making sense well what's our way out death well no the way the way out is that we are aware that that there are contracts and that we gotcha. don't have to abide by it. Gotcha. And when we're aware of that, and we realize that this whole system has been put together without our knowing, and that they put us in the co- in the corporate side, they put us into this social security system that's 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 in the bond market, and they've been they they put together a trust for us, right? It's a social security trust, not the one that they say they're going to give us pensions on when we when we retire. That's a different thing. This is a trust account that they've been working off of and making money off of since we were born. Okay. And that exists. So when we become aware of that and we say, I'm now going to become power of attorney of that. I no longer want to be in this unknowing contract with you. Thank you very much for setting this up. I'm now going to be the power of attorney of the trust. And there's a process that Robert shows you how to do the way that he did it. And then you now become the rightful um, controller uh, of your birth certificate, which is a instrument of trade. 
And the powers that be are not going to stop us from doing that because that's their insurance policy. Because if we, if they say, no, you can't do that, that means they're committing fraud and they're not going to stop it from happening. That's their insurance policy. Our so they, insurance yes. Policy. So they've given us this way out, if you will, but because yes. so few people know about it yes. and so people, few people take advantage of it, it still works to their benefit to keep going the way they've been going. And then those of us that want to kind of, you know, get out of this contract, if you will, um, we are allowed to do that because it would implicate them otherwise. Gotcha. That's it. All right. So that's the short story. He okay. unpacks much better. And there's there's many methodologies of how people work this, by the way. There's, there's a lot of these like sovereignty folks that say, my way is the only way. If you don't do it this way, you're going to pop. Bullshit. There's many ways to accomplish these things, and it just depends on which direction you want to go. This is the route where it's totally peaceable. It's all about understanding who you are. Let's get back to earth. Let's get back to natural law, common law. I mean, that's what this whole Robert Michael and our little segment of this movement is all about. But we're all moving in the same direction. We're doing things just a little differently. So it's all cool. But I'm here to tell you now, there is not one way to do this. So don't get hung up on that. Okay. So. This is just so, so Robert unpacks all that side, this particular methodology. So here's the, here's the part that gets really fun. So you've got private membership associations, which means you're taking your business from the public to the private. And what that does is you set up PMAs, all different levels of trusts, 508C1As. Those are kind of like business structures that protect you from the state, county, and the feds. And they've already been put to the test in many different ways. Like... There was a school that was set up as a learning center. You can't call them schools because that's a co-opt corporate term, right? Just like a hospital, it's a co-opt term. You can't use those. So we're relanguaging. Hmm. So somebody set up a learning center in the private. The state came after them, and we simply wrote them a letter on behalf of them and said, "We just the letter that was written actually Robert gives to everybody who becomes who joins the seminar. By the way, he gives it to them for free." And basically he just said, you have no jurisdiction over us and show us in your code, blah, 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 that you do. And they came back and said, okay, you're right. We just proceed. You're not a school. Thanks. So it has a lot of protection. And anyway, they're defendable and we're working on even more and more defendable practices. Mm -hmm. So that's how you take your business from the public to the private. I'm getting to a distinction here. The system is going to poke. They already are. They're already poking at what we're developing. And if they can find a way to claw you into the jurisdiction, they will. But if they can't, then they'll go around that and they're going to come after the they're going to come after the straw man. And so part of this process is you got to protect not only your business into the private and have smart operational practices, but you got to protect your living soul too. You got to protect your straw man. So part of what Robert educates people on is his methodology of how he went from the corporate entity personal straw man into the private hmm. and let the system know by recording things that you're that you're aware of that which means you're reclaiming your status does that make sense so you're protecting your business and on the pmas and the 508 c and the trust and then you're protecting your personal self your living soul by reclaiming your status and then you can utilize your your birth certificate as an instrument of trade and he walks you through that is essentially what the seminar is then. Yeah, that's a part of it. Yes. Okay. He goes wow. through all of these processes. So I'm going to take you just a little deeper. 
Okay. Let's do it. Yes. Because it's fun. (laughs) So there was a gentleman. This is something that you will learn as well. This is like part of the process of what Robert calls foundational documents, which means you're securing yourself into the private. Those are foundational documents. One of the, one dude who's been tracking Robert for like five years, and he said, I finally had the courage to like do it and follow through, and I wanted to show you the results. He charged off. He took his birth certificate, and he charged off over a million dollars worth of debt against his trust. House, a house mortgage, uh, a car payment, uh, I think it was a motorcycle, I forgot, and, and a student loan. And he showed us the documentation. He was so excited. And this, I was there. I witnessed it. I saw it happen. I'm like, well, y'all, that's awesome to experience this. He charged off a million dollars worth of his debt against his his trust. So in simple form, what does that show me? The trust exists. It's there. That was pretty exciting. And I don't have a million dollars, but I want to write off a million dollars worth of stuff. My goodness. So, yeah. Okay. So... (laughs) So here's the next, here's the next step. This is where things are going. And since that trust exists, and there's probably millions and millions and millions of dollars in there, that's the part I don't know. We're trying to figure out how do you determine how much is in there? I haven't spoken to anyone that knows that. Hmm. We're figuring it out. But what we're going to do, our next step is we're just going to tell the system, which I, I do believe, and I'm sorry, I don't quite know this one. I'm not clear on this yet. I believe it's the Federal Reserve. You tell them to take the funds in that trust account and put it into a charge account and put it on a credit card so we can use the funds directly from the trust and not have to charge off debt. You know, we don't have to go make a debt and then charge it off. We are now the creditors. Hmm. We actually have direct access to our trust fund, and then we can just buy a house. We can buy a car. We can buy our food, right? That's our next step. And that's just one of a few things that Robert unpacks. He unpacks a lot yes. of information in nine hours. Okay. Yeah. It's an all day thing. I noticed there's like 20 things on this list that he's plans to talk through. And like you said, you get all the materials, you get everything that he, that the tangible pieces that you can then go and, and utilize. Um, that's a lot. And especially again, for people who they're like, wait, what? Like there's people who are tuning in right now. I'm so sorry, you guys, like I'm totally just dropping this big bomb on you, but there, like you didn't even know this was a thing and, and that's okay. But I would, I would definitely say, go to a seminar like this, do the deep dive, do start doing some of your research on this, because this, like you said, the trust exists and that it proved that. And that's, that's one of those like cool, but kind of scary because it, it really kind of tells you that this is real, right? That proves that the truth of this. Yes. Yeah. So we're recording this event. So I really want to get clear with a lot of people because it's a live event. There's something magical. We're all, it's a lot of work to go across the country, put on these live events. Let me tell you, it is a tremendous amount of work. Yeah. We know the value of people coming together. When you get a group of people together, just by virtue of that, there's a reason why they don't want us to assemble. 100%. When we get together, the field is powerful. But when you get together with a singular focus, it is so exponentially powerful. And that's the beauty of having a live event. So that's why we're doing a live event. It's also going to be live streamed for the ones who cannot make it. And we have a professional film crew coming in from Illinois 
This event is in Sarasota, Florida, by the way. Yeah. This, this one this weekend. It's being professionally recorded for the ones that can't make it or can't be there for the whole event or can't watch the whole event or just can't take that elephant in in one sitting. So you can go back over the recording as often as you need to to take that information in and work through it. So if you can't make the event at all, don't don't stop from registering. Register anyway. You're going to get the recording. Just know that it is so worth it. And once it's done, it's done. So just register and get the recording. It's my advice. I love it. That's great. Yeah. And like he said, that's this weekend in Sarasota. Yep. Um, and I looked, you can go right onto the website, we, the people unified.us and you can register for the event. Um, you have another one in, was the New Jersey one? Did that already happen? Yes. Yeah. We had okay. one in California, one in New Jersey and working our way down the coast. And then we're going to take the next couple of months off to get through the holidays. And then we're going to start again in Southern California. Um, and I think we're just going to do one a month. But we're only going to do a few more. So, uh, but don't, I wouldn't just wait for the next one. Just get the information in now and move on. Yeah. Um, but really, we're just trying to create this big collective field of beautiful people to come together and, and look each other in the eye and feel the hearts and gain connections. And, and uh, they're, they're powerful connections. Yeah. What have you seen as you've been touring the country? Because you said you for, you're a former musician. So touring the country sounds like maybe it's something you've done once or twice before. <laughs> How is this different? And what are you what are you seeing as you kind of go all over the country? Um, I'm sure different pockets look a little different, but again, kind of all rallying around the same goal here. Well, this definitely isn't the rock and roll lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> for sure. It's a womp long- womp. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, just touring as a musician too is not easy either. How it's yeah. just a different lifestyle. I'm not up till five in the morning for one. That's yeah. one. Because, <laughs> um, w- one thing that I, I am definitely that that is that is easy for me to to decipher is the vast majority of the people in this country are not buying the narrative. I have been back and forth this country so many times since this the COVID event has taken place. And I assure you people, what they're saying on the media and all the statistics and all the people that have been back, and all, they're lying their ass off. They're lying. The, the media is probably, one, the media is the biggest monster that we have to work our way out of. And it's, we have so many back channels and we have so many beautiful people. Like the people are now the, the voice of the news. We're the ones bringing the truth out to the world. The media is, is, is the devil itself. And I think that's what people are waking up to for the most part. People realize what's up. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. I'm not saying everyone has the awareness of what we're talking about in the events, but the thing that people can hold on to the most, which is easy, easy to grab onto is like a private membership association, which protects you from, if you're a private membership association, you're set up right and you're organized, right. And you operate right. The County and the state, have no jurisdiction to tell you what to do, when, why, where, how, who's in your association, how much money you bring in. They can't tell you to wear a mask, to make sure everyone's vaccinated. They can't come on your property. They can't do anything to you. They can't. So that's what people are holding on to. And that's why this part of the movement is so big. And that's why we talk about PMA so much, because it's easier for people to hold on to. Mm-hmm. So we talk about PMAs a lot because that's the big movement. And there's there's private um, I'm just calling them concierge hospitals, concierge doctors, 
um, stepping away, giving their willingly, giving their, um, do, uh, what do you call it? Their medical license back to the AMA. Yeah. Because it's contract. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, that doesn't take their doctoral degree away. They earn that. And the, and the, the medical degree only give the contracts then with the AMA. So the AMA can tell them what to do. And if you don't listen, then they sick the FDA on you. The FDA is just their police and their strong arm. Yeah. takes away the authority of the FDA and the AMA. So now they're concierge doctors or they're practicing, uh, not practicing. They, they do house calls. We're changing our terminologies, right? We've yeah. got medical hubs all across the country that are developing. There's a 500,000 square foot healing hub that's developing in jeff city missouri right now i mean it's happening it's not a fairy tale and we're figuring out do we have it all figured out no we're we're figuring this out we're writing the blueprint as as we're doing this so there's a lot of people that might be naysayers or say it's not gonna work you're not gonna it's like it's working we're doing it so what's the option you want to stay in the system and just keep getting hammered you want to just be a complainer and just complain yourself into, into in, out of existence? Or do you want to step into your power and do something? Yeah. So we're figuring it out. We're doing it. Yeah. Doing it. I love it. My husband, you know, right at the beginning of all of this basically said, you know, like human nature and anytime you look back in history, you see it. When things change, we adapt, you know, the human race, we adapt and, um, and you know, two years ago when we had no idea what was coming down the pike at us, we were kind of dreaming about what could, what positive things could come from this. You know, we have people, I don't know about you, but my group of friends and I probably for the last 10 years have talked about getting a piece of land and building our own little space and gardens and this and that. And you're seeing people actually doing this. Um, and you're seeing movements like this come up where we're just, it's all about empowering and educating one another and kind of helping everyone, you know, rise together that is willing to look at what is really happening dead on and, and see it for what it is and choose that step away from, like you said, the system and into something that honestly can be, and probably will be amazing um, for those of us that are, that are kind of willing to, to make these first scary steps. Has it been fun being on the front line and kind of doing this new thing? Uh, it is a little scary, but it is fun too. I don't know about you. Um, it's exciting. Uh, there's there's definite moments of of high joy, um, meeting a lot of beautiful people. It's enjoyable. It really is. It's a lot of work, and I, you know, being away from home all the time is very challenging. Um, I, I don't see. I don't see. Uh, my life any other way right now. I'm, I'm, I've never felt so on purpose in my life. I feel I'm in, I'm enlivened by it. Um, and it's exciting to see that all of this is, is manifesting and materializing. And I'm telling you, there, it's not just a couple of thousand people doing this. It's tens of millions of people that are aware and they're moving. And there's billions of people on this planet that are over this and they're looking for answers and we're building the parallel society. And when that system crushes, and people are standing there saying, where do we go now? It's going to be here, ready for them. And they can willingly, we welcome everybody into the new society as we're developing this in a way that, that really does work for everyone, not just for a select few. And it's not going to be easy. I do believe that we're going to have some major challenges. Um, I, I, you know, <clears throat> the, the system is not going to go down easy. Um, they're, they're vile. 
uh, let's just know that that that's real and mm -hmm. uh, anticipate lots of more vile crap to come our direction. Just um, hold your faith, be strong. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to share a couple things really fast and I need to boogie. Okay. Um, so of course the, again, this weekend is, is the last seminar that we have for this year. And it is in Sarasota, Florida, this Saturday, December 11th. You can scope it out and register at wethepeopleunified.us. And, oh, and again, it is recorded. So you'll get a recording no matter whether you can make it or not. So take that and move it aside. Every week at 1030 a.m. Pacific, I host what's called the PMA Weekly. And we've been doing it for about three months now. And I have special guests that come on every week, whether it's Mike Cologne from Renegade Nation, uh, Robert Michael or Marsha Willardson, or, you know, we just have different people that come on that are just experts at what they're doing. Um, and we talk about PMAs, 508 c Trust, all those developments, and we just inform people. And it's an open Zoom call. We have people come in, ask questions, and it lasts 30 minutes to an hour, depending. And it's every single week. So you can check that out. All the past week recordings are on the website. And you can also register for anyone as free just to come in. And that's at wethepeopleunified.us forward slash PMA. And you can find all that information on there. So I wanted to share all of that information as well. So your people can spread the word. And if they want to learn about PMA structures and what's happening in the movement, just tune into the PMA weekly as well. I'm going to do that. I'm super intrigued. And I'm so glad that you gave me some of your time today. I really appreciate it, Michael. Um, and are you on Instagram or can people follow you? Are you a social media guy? I'm so not a social media guy. <laughs> I wish I were. I'm just I kind of had I mean, a feeling you were going to say that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm, if you want to follow me, the best thing to do is just go to the PMA weeklies. You can track me on that. And maybe somebody um, will set up a social media thing for me and they can track that. I just, just that's not my it's bag. It's probably best. There's a lot of drama out there. I don't know if you know that, but uh <laughs> Well, thanks again, Michael. Like I said, I appreciate you and your time. And if you guys are in the Central Florida area, make sure to go out to Sarasota this weekend and check out the seminar. And if you can't make it, do the live stream, get the um, recording, and that way you can go back and you can still listen and watch it and then check out Michael on his weekly um, Zoom call as well. All right, guys, have a blessed week and I'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like and subscribe to this channel and hit the little notification bell so you know every time I post something new. Of course, check out Peace Love t-shirts as well. That's where you can get all of your All My Favorite People merch. And I'd love it if you also left me a review. Thanks for tuning in and I hope to see you next time. I will make your name famous from now on so people will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 45, 17. If you liked today's episode, and want more info, check out lifejesusstyle.com and hashtag lifejesusstyle on social media.